Hi, this is your host, Woody Landeros. You're listening to Shut Up and Fail. Today, I'm here with Rico. What's up? What up? What up? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So I'm Rico from Pomona. Um, I'm the owner and founder of Out for the Night Clothing Co. Um, Established in 2012. Very nice, very nice. So what does Out for the Night stand for? Um, well, basically, it started out just like me wanting to print some cool shirts, some cool designs, and it kind of turned into a collective of like some friends that are into photography, into music, just into all arts in general, and we like to have a good time and party. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we went to the. I know we we're supposed to talk about this later, but we went to an agenda show, and yeah. I feel like your entire group was so connected together. Like you guys were just having like the time of your life. Like it was like a booth, a booth, a booth. Like it was just boring, boring, mm-hmm. boring. And then we showed up to your guys' booth, and you guys were just going. It was like a little mini party in a box. Yeah, and like that's kind of the goal. Like everywhere we go, it's like we don't want to just be like the normal clothing company that just does normal shit. We want to, I don't know, we're shotgunning at our booth. You know, we're trying to sell our merchandise, but at the same time, we're trying to have a good time with each other and potential customers as well. So the ultimate goal is like for us just to have a good time and love what we're doing while we're having a good time. Yeah, I think that's really important because there was a time where I was doing clothing and um, selling different things with my clothing brand, Gold Kills. And I feel like I got a little bit stressed in the booth because yeah. I was like, I need to make a certain amount of sales. Right. I need to do this. I need to make sure it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But really, like, I mean, all this, like, failure, shut up and fail, like. Yeah. I think, I mean, making the sales is, like, it should, it, at this point, you know, we're, we're, like, more than six years in. It should start being uh, more of a priority. But I don't think we would be six years in or more than six years in if we only focused on that. Yeah. Like, the fact that we're able to have a good time and you know, do everything that we do um, while selling clothes is like kept us going this far. Yeah. You know, what type of clothing? I know what type of clothing you design, but what kind, yeah. what type of clothing do you design for the viewers out there? Um, just like streetwear, pretty much California inspired, party inspired. Um, some of like the favorite brands that I kind of mess with or like kind of get me going is like brands like Never Made and huff and things that are like not only in one culture as far as like hip-hop or hardcore goes or skateboarding it's kind of everything like you could wear this shirt at a at a hardcore show or at a music festival that's playing edm or you go to the skate park and you won't look like you're yeah wearing too much or too little yeah i think that's what the whole new like new wave it has like fusion of different like cultures right yeah yeah definitely think even in um in dance, like I don't necessarily do hip hop. I'm always like connecting it with hip hop and contemporary or mm-hmm. whenever you're doing like, you know, your clothing, like you said, just having that fusion. I think it puts you on the edge as opposed to just like we're blocked off. Yeah. And we're just this type of person, <clears throat> which also speaks through your like party feeling. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's invited. Like, come check this out. Yeah. And that's the goal, like to get everybody involved, like everybody to feel like invited. And something somebody asked me recently, like, um, what kind of vibe are you trying to give off like with your clothing and stuff like that and I kind of wanted to be like a team vibe like you know if you're wearing an often t-shirt or out for the night t-shirt like I want you to feel like you're a part of the team especially if like we're out somewhere 
and we're chilling and then you know you show up and you happen to have the shirt on like there's an instant connection there yeah just like the same way if like you know you're wearing a biggie t-shirt and you see a girl somewhere and she's wearing a biggie t it's like oh damn like we have a similar interest that's yeah. pretty tight that's cool and i kind of want this same vibe for out for the night and you know it kind of be like a community thing almost yeah where do you think that started um like the community vibe and stuff yeah uh basically just through my city like i've always tried to um like as far as like social groups go i always try to like be cool with just about everybody even though you know sometimes growing up i wasn't always you know the friendliest or coolest with everybody but um i always wanted to have like good vibes and good connections with everybody so when i started the line and i started seeing people be like oh i'm wearing this shirt look at i'm wearing this shirt um, it just felt good to have people feel like they're part of the team. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. So is this everything, is that um, like your main job or do you have another job on the side of? No, uh, yeah, I work at a, an apparel company, a custom apparel company. Yeah, in Chino, it's called Custom For You. Um, basically just specializing in all forms of custom apparel from hats, t-shirts, shorts, whatever you can think of, and even like promo items. But the goal is like for this year to get, out for the night to be my full-time job nice yeah is that um like going into it did you already did you already have out for the night when you were starting to do graphic design and stuff or did you start on graphic design first and um, then go into it no actually i i didn't have like any gra graphic design experience until after i got into um after i started the company because prior to that uh i was just in like i would play in bands and stuff and before out for the night started i was in a band and I wanted to change the name to Out for the Night, but the band split up before I could make that change. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't get the opportunity to make that happen, but I already had like these t-shirt designs lined up. And when the band split, I was like, well, I could still try to push these designs. It's still like, um, you know, city oriented. Like it had like Pomona in it and in Pomona, like there's yeah. people go crazy over shirts that say it. They rep, so, rep their place, yeah. Yeah, it still was still relevant. Yeah, it was it, it was still something that I could push, and I just put out one T-shirt design, and then people got behind me right away. Like there was like no hesitation. They didn't say like, "Oh, what happened to the band?" It was yeah. like, "Oh, damn, that's a tight shirt. We yeah. want to pick it up." And then it, I remember for like a couple of years, it was like this whole like, "Join the movement, join the movement, join the movement." Um, so that's pretty much how that got going. And then after that, I started really like trying to get into graphic design and learning the craft because prior to that the designs that I was playing with and the ones that I managed to print somehow like came from like paint and mm -hmm. like what, what's, what's photo bucket like there was like a <laughs> editing program in photo bucket yeah and I would just edit on those things and then I learned this like photoshop bootleg program called GIMP <laughs> and then uh yeah slowly but surely I started learning photoshop that's fine I've Two questions out of that. Um, I asked what you played in the band. I did vocals. Vocals. Yeah. Nice. I was, I was a screamer. No, nah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I did vocals. Like we, That's cool. we played like a relatively like heavy music and um, yeah, I would just yell angry shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have some of your music out there? Hidden, um, hidden somewhere? Yeah, hidden, hidden on hidden. YouTube. It's somewhere out there, yeah. Somewhere. I'm not ashamed of it. Every now and then, I'm like, man, I want to re-record this. It would be so sick if I could yeah. re-record it. That's yeah. cool. I love that. And then the second thing is, I just kind of wanted to 
point that out there to everybody else that like, because sometimes people, like I ask people, do you edit video or do you do this and that? And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, but I can't really do it because I don't have Premiere or I can't do it because I don't have Photoshop. Yeah. I can't, like they, they're stopped by, like they just put like limitations and they stop themselves yeah. before they could even do anything. Mm -hmm. Like they feel like I was recording on these cameras from day one or right, I had right. Premiere right away. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like I was editing on like a flip phone yeah, and like just trying to get the videos lined up with like these little, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it really does start somewhere. I think um, it's kind of like if, if like you really want to do it, you can find a way. Like I said, like I was working with paint and um, photo bucket, photo bucket just had, you could add fonts and you can add an effect to it or something like that. Like it's not, it was nothing crazy, but it was something I had to work with because mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't know how to work Photoshop, or I didn't know even know how to get it. Yeah. So just start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you want to try it, like, just use whatever you, you have access to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the like, in addition, in addition to that, or the maybe even, maybe even the same thing. <clears throat> if somebody were to ask you right now, like starting out, I don't have the money to start. I don't have, pretty much just a list of excuses that we had just stated. Yeah. Um, what's the kind of advice that you would tell them? Um, honestly, because I know of like um, of resources that can kind of help you out in that way. Like, I, there's like um, companies out there, like even Garment Decor, where I used to work at. Uh, they have like a print-on-demand service, so you don't really have to put up any money up front. Mm -hmm. You can just straight up, if you can come up with a design or even like a concept of a design, you could give it to them. They'll build a website for you, and you don't have to put out any money up front. Basically, they'll build a website for you. You start pushing the website and the brand itself. And then when the sale comes in, instead of you having to make shirts up front, they'll print it once it gets ordered. So nothing comes out of pocket, really. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like give them resources like that or give them some options like that. But, and, well... Outside of not having like the finances for it, I think that'll like be like the best option for them. And then other than that, I'll just say like save up 150 bucks. Like there's a way for anybody to save up 150 bucks mm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, if they if they could do that, then they can start. You know, they could print 25 shirts. Yeah. With no problem. Nice. That's what I did. I, I started out with uh, 150 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I ordered the 12 shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I was just selling and like. You know, I had my maybe my like my twelve friends. Those are the ones that yeah. bought it, but yeah. it still like started something. Yeah, exactly. So. And um, that's pretty much how I started. I saw like some ad, or yeah, I saw I saw this ad, and I just hit them up like, "Yo, I, I got these designs," and I'm pretty sure I gave them like the worst files, but somehow they made it work. You know, because for the most part, you need like a high resolution mm -hmm. um, design file or whatever to get printed. But now we know. But before it was like yeah, just. Anything, any file. Yeah, works. and I, it's funny because I still work with some kids, you know, like they're just starting their clothing company and they'll come and they'll bring me a mock-up. It's like a, a t-shirt mock-up with a design on it that they made on their phone. And they're like, I want to print 24 of these. And I'm like, uh, well, do you have like the actual file? They're like, this is the file. I'm like, no, like the, act, <laughs> like the, uh, the design file. They're like, this is the design. This is it. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, this, this is, is it, it, man. Yeah. This is going to be it. And I'm like, uh, all right. And then I'll just try to work with them as much as possible. But sometimes, you know, it's it's not doable. But, yeah, I would just I would just say, like, just try to stack up 
100 to 150 bucks, you'll find somebody out there. There's so many people printing out of their garage that um, that'll charge like $3 for the print with low minimums and shit like that. So I need to find that person. Yeah. I mean, Seriously. I can hook you up. Shout out to Sean Joseph and Q Printing. All right. All right. Chino Hills. I'll find him. Yeah. Hit him up. All right. <laughs> Let's see. So I, I know we're talking about a lot of like, a lot of the different things that you went through mm-hmm. and then now I see you know you've been in you've been in the game pretty much for a while yeah and I think that's awesome congratulations because not a lot of people even make it past the first year right yeah yeah. one you. year two year they shut down four years I think they reevaluate and then shut down yeah you're on six years yeah I'm on six years but it, I haven't um, really shut down but there's definitely been points where it's like like damn I, I might be wasting my time but I think that kind of goes to everyone's mind um, when it comes to like any projects that they're doing, um, I think the m- most difficult thing for me is staying consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm a procrastinator uh, to the fullest, and like staying consistent with stuff has been like the biggest problem. But like so far this year, um, it's been picking up. I've been like trying to be more disciplined as far yeah. as like staying on top of it and making sure shit gets done. But uh, yeah, dude, look, just like I think everybody else can um relate to it is just like it's easy to want to be like man fuck it this is i'm just gonna work a regular ass job and not keep chasing this but i sit down when i really sit down and think i'm like damn i'm like more than six years in i got all these supporters every time i do a release like people go crazy like at least locally Mm -hmm. um but now it's like i'm like motivated and like ready to go towards like the next step and grow outside of just the local scene but i'm gonna still keep it pomona as as can be you know i think i literally went through that yesterday Mm -hmm. just like sitting here and looking at all like the video equipment like dang been working for a while yeah yep and like sometimes you just want those like returns like right away Mm -hmm. then you do have to realize like what it's done for your life yeah you know yep because for me it's done like discipline and showing me like different avenues and yeah. like, there's just so many lessons that come with like running your own business. Yeah, hundred percent. It's insane. Especially like when you go into it not really knowing what you're doing. Like I came in to starting my own business like without any idea of what I was doing. It was more like, This sounds fun, let me do it. And then after it became just fun, it was like, Well, I can actually make something of this and when the ideas of me making something out of it, like more than just fun like came into my head I think that's when pressure started getting to me I was like you know it stayed fun it's still fun but when I started realizing oh I could make a living off of this potentially that's when I started like stressing that's when I started thinking like man maybe I can't maybe I can't or like maybe this won't work or what are people gonna say if it doesn't work I think I still find myself like trying to figure out what does this person think if when I do this pop-up shop or like a if they're thinking like, man, you're 28 years old, like, why are you still doing this shit? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I can't stop now, you know? Yeah. What do you do when you get those, um, like, into those stressful moments? Um, I just kind of sit back and just, like, tell myself to shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like tell myself to shut up, and then I'll, I'll, like, listen to some music and stuff. Like, Big Sean, um, his Detroit mixtape, that shit, like, can get me going no matter what like when I listen to the Big Sean Detroit mixtape 
that shit's motivating and inspiring. Or he, he talks about like everything from all the trials, the errors, the, the doubts, you know, just proving people wrong. And it's not even about proving people wrong. It's about proving myself, you know, right, that I can't do it. Like, I just got to work at it. I just got to, you know, yeah. not stop this shit. I thought you were going to say, I just go to the workout or I just go like, uh, I go punch a wall. Like a lot of people say that whenever I ask what they do when they uh, like stress out, they're like, I just leave. I just run. But that's awesome <laughs> that you find something that like actually puts that rhythm back inside of like your heart to go get something. Yeah. I I find it so hard to get out of that little twist. Yeah. Just like, I mean, cause I get stuck. It's so easy to get stuck in that twist. And then it's, it's hard to like get inside your head and be like, yo, what? snap out of it dude just keep going mm -hmm. like what's the worst that can happen like a few years pass and you're not exactly where you want to be like a few years and you're not exactly where you want to be but you do got some progression that's better than just not doing it at all and then a few years pass and you've been like damn this is where i could have been mm -hmm. regardless if it's just like one notch if you got one more camera or if you had 10 more guests that were dope mm -hmm. you know you could have just not done it and then two years pass by and then you're like damn i could have had this guy as a guest or i could have had one more camera set up or something like that yeah. you know i think that's also what happens when you pause too because I, I paused from doing shut up and fail for like maybe two months yeah and i just thought like oh, that was like four or five guests mm -hmm. yeah exactly and damn I, that's that's what i think um the momentum too momen like momentum's a motherfucker because it's so easy to lose it but it's what i've learned is like I pick up momentum just as fast as I drop momentum. So I won't do anything for like two, three, sometimes four months. Last year, I think I did one, re it was like after agenda, after the two agendas that I did. The first one, crazy success, it was super dope. The second one, I think it discouraged me because you saw how bad the market was. Like the agenda Long Beach, it was like a music festival. So it brought in all the buyers and then on the last day, it brought in all the kids that were going to see the Brockhampton and mm -hmm. um, all the artists or whatever. So that that was like super motivating. And I was just like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, this is the best shit ever. I had people buy um, from other countries, like buying my shit like in bulk. And then a couple months later, I went to the Las Vegas one, which was like total opposite. You may be, I mean, I maybe interacted with like 10 people a day and I was there for three days. I don't even like Vegas. It's just hot. All I hate the, Vegas. <laughs> I really do. I was there with, um, with my cousin and one of my friends that helps me out with everything. And um, they were like, hell yeah, Vegas, let's do this. And I'm like, no, I just want to go for this and this only. And then, you know, we end up partying and we go out, but it's like 102 degrees and all you can do is spend money and waste money and just buy drinks that you can't get drunk off of because it's so hot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Seriously. So that bugs me. <laughs> Most of it is ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Buying these tall-ass slurpy things that suck, but <laughs> that's that's besides the point. But, um, yeah, like the, the Vegas agenda, it was, like, total opposite, and it made me see, like, man, maybe me getting in stores isn't the big goal. Cause that's what I always wanted at first. It's like I just want to be inside stores, I want to be inside PacSun, I want to be inside Zoomies and all these places inside the mall. But then, all the older people that were at that agenda, they're telling me like, this is a dying market. Like, getting inside these stores isn't gonna be 
like a thing for much longer only because everybody's doing like their own brick and mortars or their online sites. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to tell me like the Zoomies and Paxons are dying out, which I don't really believe because those stores are, those stores run strong. Mm -hmm. Still one of my big goals, like for the next one to two years is like to be inside of a Zoomies, but maybe I don't have to go to like agenda anymore unless it's like the festival one. Cause yeah. that shit's tight. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, yeah super I, fun. We got to see Brockhampton and everything. And yeah. then they had all the food trucks and they yeah. had um, First We Feast. Yeah, First yeah, We Feast. Yeah, I tried, those, um, I tried those hot wings, man. Those are so hot. Yeah, I love... I love. just started crying. I watched that, um, like, whenever the seasons are going. I pretty much watch it every Thursday with uh, some wing stop. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Dude, those, those wings are so hot. If you guys ever get a chance... Like, I, we actually ordered all the... All the hot sauces? Yeah. It is so good. Just That's like dope. throw them on tacos. Oh, really? So bomb, dude. That's dope. So bomb. Yeah, like um, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll watch the interview and I'll pretend like I'm answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And now you're on the podcast. Yeah, I know. So I'm that's on the cool. Podcast. Is this, this my, your first one? Yeah, it's my first podcast. Nice. I went to like one of my friends, like he did like a, like a music interview or something like that. And I went to the radio with him and they asked me like a couple questions. But outside of that, like this is my first time doing That's anything dope. like this so it's cool i like it we're, yeah. we're happy to have you here seriously like talking talking to you as a you know designer and then also a clothing band brand owner yeah um graphic designer right mm-hmm. and um it's just cool to hear because i because i went i went through the same things and i think i i feel like now hearing you i'm like i should have stayed like i should have yeah. held on i think where, where it got me really discouraged was the oversaturated market mm-hmm. of brands yeah that's where i got flushed in mentally i don't think i don't think reality wise i look back and the numbers looked okay yeah you know it was like oh if you keep on doing this it'll turn into something but um mentally i stopped myself so many times because i'm like what makes me different than that guy yeah what makes me different than that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy and sometimes i do that with video too yeah you know but i think with video i don't have to see the other guys Mm -hmm. yeah but with um with clothing, it was like you have booth with booth, 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 mm-hmm. booth, booth, booth. So yeah, and I kind of um, started. I felt that way, like when I was at Agenda. Just to go back to that, um, there's like two thousand brands in there, and then I go and I see all the brands that I really like, all, like all the mainstream brands. I go and I look at their booths, and I'm like, well, I'm certainly not like them because they're fucking killing it. Yeah, they and have then, like all these setups with like gold things and yeah. like shoes and everything in glass containers yeah and i'm like okay like wow well, i definitely need to step my shit up in this way and then i go to like the smaller brands and uh, i'm like well i'm nothing like these guys because i don't know I, not to sound cocky but i felt like i was better than some of those brands and then there was other brands that were basically like on the same level but i still felt like okay they have like a niche mm-hmm. i didn't excuse me i still don't have like that much of a niche aside from it being like a party brand or like that's what I want it to be, like a party streetwear brand that you could take anywhere. But some people like, how would I explain it? Um, like Slurp Cult. There's some brand named Slurp Cult. They're fucking awesome. And uh, their whole thing is like Slurpees and shit like that. And like that's their niche. Everything has to do with like Slurpees. And I think that's like um, a big key to like, being a successful brand is having like an actual branding stamp mm-hmm. and something memorable. Yeah. Something memorable, something I can go anywhere and you'd be like, Oh, that kind of reminds me of that brand or 
that's from that brand. And it's still something I'm still working on, you know, six years so, later. Is that one brand, the Pigeon? Um, I think it might be Pigeon. I think it's just Pigeon, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Every time I see a Pigeon, I think about that. Yeah. And then every time I see a Cupcake, I think about Johnny and Cupcakes. Yeah. Every time, like, you see those different things and it makes you, like, think about the brand. Right, yeah. Um, or anytime you can't do something and you're like, okay, I, I just have to do it, you think about Nike. Exactly. You know, so. And, like, and what's funny about, like, I was just sitting down with one of my buddies uh, the other day, and um, we're kind of like brand strategizing for me, and we're talking about how all these brands like they have um, a logo that doesn't always stand for it. Like Johnny Cupcakes and the Pigeon, those are gonna stand for it. Yeah. But like Nike, that check mark, like that doesn't really have to do anything with Nike. Mm -hmm. Like the only reason why it does have something to do with it is because. That's what Nike branded it as. History. Yeah, because of history. But how did he how did he reference it? If somebody came down from Mars from some other planet and they saw the check mark, they wouldn't say that belongs to Nike. It'll just be a it'll just be a sign. It'll just mm -hmm. be like a logo. Um, so I'm kind of like trying to figure out what I want my logo to be. And in my head, it's always had to like somehow symbolize out for the night. But it doesn't really have to. It just has mm -hmm. to be memorable. Something yeah. that can stick to anything. Yeah, I think you you guys just have to, like, just show the people what Out for the Night means, like, as a brand, and mm -hmm. just speak more on that. And I think, like, logo will come. I like your guys' logo. Yeah. I think your, your guys' yeah. logo is dope. Thanks. Yeah, I think um, I think just speaking about what the brand voice means, um, you know, shooting out a bunch of photos, videos, like, constantly yeah. speaking that voice, mm -hmm. and then having other people speak about it, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with this podcast. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it's super super relaxed, super chill, especially compared to um, the last few that I had. It was really more like I I like the tone and everything. Like we we really get to talk about some of the things that yeah. you went through and some of the things that you've been doing right. and some of the things that you're still going through. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, and you actually said at one point, um, I just need to kind of like shut up. You know, just tell yourself to shut up, which is like shut up and fail. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize know? that, but. Yeah, dude, it, it's like the it's like the truth. Cause sometimes you know, I might be in my room for a couple of hours and I'll get inside my head like, I just need to do something else. Like this isn't gonna work. Mm -hmm. And then I sit back again and I'm like, dude, just stop. Like, what? yeah. If you stop now and two years later, you could have been eight years into the game, and who knows? Something really could have popped off at that point, you know. And then I look at all these brands that it took 10 plus years and I got to remind myself that I'm only six plus years in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hopefully you replace like just saying shut up to saying, you know, I just need to shut up and fail. Yeah. Cause like all those failures will turn into a success story Definitely. and it's just going on and on and on. Um, I think that's pretty much it for today, Okay. but I want to give you an opportunity to shout out just anything, any tags, any handles. Um, yeah, just check out the website out for the night.net. Uh, Instagram, OFTNCA, hit up my friend Trapbox, Beaks Geek, RSVP. They make some dope music out of Pomona and just uh, Alley County. Um, what else? Three Big Games. Daniel Martinez for linking us up. Let's go, Daniel. Um, Kyle um, and all of Pomona. That's Sweet. It. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Deuces. Peace.